If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays, and joining me, not as always, but soon to be always, the man who's never lost, Tyler. Never lost. Tyler, welcome in. Uh, thanks, Pat. Good to be here. Happy Friday to you. Yes, happy Friday. Happy non-football Friday, unfortunately. And, uh, it is. As you pointed out, non-first basket Friday. Uh, I yeah, we're we're down bad. I can't believe they aren't doing the first basket Friday promo. But I, I have to assume it's because they must have just lost really really bad last week. I mean, I agree. The odds you've been able to get on those have been pretty juicy, so that makes sense if people are guessing right. And maybe maybe they have like they had like for all these promos they have like a certain threshold where once they end up paying out you know so much on it or lose so much money on a promo they just have to cut it off yeah just yeah, lose it. but uh noticeably missing from this episode our, our boy the green goblin the voice of god uh he is on a little ski vacation so uh tis hope you're having fun out there uh we miss you but uh the show must go on sir so we've done this before, and like we said, there's no, there's no football to bet on. There's no hockey. Hockey is on the NHL All-Star break. So that really only leaves us one thing, basketball. Oops. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is we are going to go game by game and go over each of these games with some stats and some figures, and we're going to construct the Hail Mary parlay of the day live on the episode. So if you're not a basketball better, I understand that. This might be an episode you want to skip. But uh, we will make this as interesting as possible, and we'll have some discussion and hopefully come up with a winning Hail Mary parlay of the day. Before we get into that, did you see the news in the sports gambling world? In the sports gambling world? Yes. The famous Mattress Mac is back at it again. Oh, gosh, I did not see this. You didn't see this? I did not see this. He has put up his largest bet yet. I believe it is close to four point five million on the Bengals this time. I'm not sure what his track record is. You might look at that, and that might be something you can kind of judge a bet off of. See if he's been hot. See maybe if he's kind of smushed his teams. I'm not sure. I think but I saw that pop up today. <laughs> it's hefty. That is hefty. I th- I think in general, I think he's usually on the right side of those. Ooh. That's I mean, why else would he be able to keep continuously making these bets, but Well, he does it he basically hedges against sales he does, doesn't he? I think like so. doesn't he do a promotion of where he basically says like, Hey, you know, buy these mattresses if you know, before the Super Bowl up to this point, if the Bengals win, everyone gets their mattress refunded or something. It's something like that, and that way you know, he gets all these sales built up through there. Then if, you know, it's basically bed insurance on that. Or not bed, promotion insurance for his uh, mattresses. There, There is something um, that he does like that. I do I do recall that, but... Uh, seems sketchy, but... It seems like a lose-lose for him. Unless... Well, How's that? It, 
So I guess if he were to sell the number of mattresses to cover his... Yeah, I'm assuming that's what he does is like however much he's made in sales off of that promotion is what he puts into the bet Possibly, would be my yeah. guess. I don't know, but then it's like, okay, so he either lost the money on the mattress or if the game loses, then he loses the money on... Oh, which I guess then he would make the money. Yeah, he has all the sales. Yeah, so that's what I think he's doing. I think it's basically just hedging against a sales promotion. So it's basically a zero-win game for him. Or a zero-sum game, like regardless of the outcome. he either... Yeah, he doesn't lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he doesn't win either, technically. No, but he gets his name out there. Right, yes. That's pretty marketing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So like, I think, I think he has to profit in some way through this otherwise he wouldn't be doing it every time yeah yeah agreed i mean he's arguably one of the most famous sports gamblers in the world so i mean probably the most famous mattress salesman yeah if not yeah <laughs> that's very true very good point needs to team up with the my pillow guy oh my god <laughs> we'll not get into that though. yeah let's let's stray <laughs> away from that um but anyways let's get into this nba slate tyler um, the first game, and this is the one we were talking about just before getting on here, the Bulls at the Pacers. The Bulls are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 230. Um, Pacers, 14-12-1 ATS at home. Bulls, 12-13-1 ATS away. Bulls, 3-2 and two ATS their last five. Pacers, 2-3 and three ATS their last five. Um, the total has gone over, actually, for the Pacers in their last six games, and the total has gone over for the Bulls in five of their last six. Um, the Bulls are without Lonzo Ball, Caruso, and Zach Levine is questionable. And then the Pacers are without Brogdon, Sabonis, and Turner. So you you were saying go Bulls pretty easily. I mean, I just think the Pacers have been terrible. The games I've been to this year, they've, I think, lost maybe 1-1, one, one, and I've been to several games. Uh, and... Like you said, Pacers are without Brogdon, Sabonis, and Turner. So there's that's tough. That leaves who are their bigs? That leaves Goga and uh, is it that I is, Jackson? I was gonna say is Jackson like, playing? Jackson left like after the opening. Yeah, he got hurt, so I'm not sure if he's playing or not. That's a good question. Let me let me check. I mean, because if Levine does play, he can't like you know. He can get to the rim pretty well. He does shoot threes, though. So Jack- like, I'm just... Jackson's out. So that pretty much leaves Goga, um, and Goga's even questionable. Uh, and then O'Shea Brissett, he's also listed as questionable. Um, Boy, like, he's not really a – he's like 6'8". He's like a 3-4 tweener, isn't he? Brissett's like a – yeah, a forward for sure. Um, so That's tough. He- here's, here's an interesting question for you. How do you feel – Toby White. Kobe White is questionable as well. Oh, he is? Levine and Kobe White are questionable. Um, so, you know, factor that in as you will. Um, how do you feel about the over? 230 seems like a lot of points for play- with it- for teams that with players missing. Um, but, like, these... T- but looking at that list of out... Of who's out, uh, that's a lot of defenders. Like, Lonzo Ball is the best perimeter defender for the Bulls. Caruso, probably, maybe even better than Ball, actually. I didn't think about that. And then uh, Brogdon's one of the better 
defender or perimeter defenders, and of course Sabonis is the rim protector. So well, Turner not... Turner was like uh, yeah, Turner. Over. Sorry, not Sabonis. Yeah, yeah. So how how do you feel about the over? Just hope for points. Like, don't even worry about. Uh, My only issue is who would score on the Pacers. Tory Craig put up quite a few um, last game. Levert can obviously score. Um, Duarte, I mean, maybe it turns into a three-point shooting contest and they just kind of light it up, or do you feel confident enough with the Bulls at minus two and a half? I mean, I kind of like the Bulls minus two and a half. I just haven't seen much from the Pacers this year. I know, think you were leaning towards the Pacers. I was, um, but that's just that was mainly because of Levine being questionable. If Levine doesn't play... If then... Levine plays, I think they'll dog walk the Pacers. Okay. So we'll, we'll go Bulls minus two and a half then. Yeah. This next one, your Boston Celtics at the Pistons. Uh, Celtics are minus 10-point favorites. The over-under is 214 and a half. Uh, Boston actually leads in all major categories. Um, both teams are 13-12 and 12 ATS, whether it be Boston on the road or the Pistons at home. Uh, Boston, 4-2 and two ATS, their last six. Detroit, 2-3 and three ATS, their last five. And Cade Cunningham is out tonight for the Pistons. So, obviously, I am leaning Boston in the minus 10. How are you feeling? Well, so Grant's out too, right? No, Grant, Grant's back. Grant is – he is back? Yeah, he played last game. How do, How was he last game? Um, I'll have the stats on that. Let's see. I can get to it. I mean, like, I don't know if he's on a minutes restriction or anything still. If he's all the way back. So, let's, Check it out. so Jeremy, oh, Jeremy Grant's actually played uh, two games so far. Um, okay. he, he played 29 on February 1st, and he played 32 minutes uh, last So week. he's all the way back. Yes. Um, he had 17 in the first game, 20 points in the second game. But Okay, so he's looking good then. Let, let, me, let me tell you also my spin here, and I had this ready for the Pistons just in general before even knowing – uh, Cunningham was out last night. The Pistons, obviously, the Pistons played, so they're on the back-to-back. That's I think that factors in as number one. Number two, they played against a Minnesota Timberwolves team without D'Angelo Russell, and they still and they still lost by eleven points. So I and oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, and it looks like the game before that they lost to the Pelicans, who are obviously at a deficiency right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think it's pretty much fade Pistons at this point, and especially with Cunningham being out, that's even more of a reason to go with the Celtics. I agree with you there. That's uh, that's tough to argue against the Celtics on this one. Like, you know, they are an inconsistent team, but they have so much talent, it shouldn't be an issue for them. Well, and I think too the Celtics are finally getting healthy. I mean, we we see here they're four and two ATS their last six. It might be their best six games run against the spread all season, and it's because they've had Marcus Smart, they've had Jalen Brown, they've had Jason Tatum, you know. So they're not really missing out on anybody um, key when it comes to injuries, and they're getting healthy at the right time. So, all right. Yeah, and just as the season goes on, new coach and everything, and probably. You know, hopefully they're finally, as the Celtics fan, hopefully they're finally, you know, getting all on the same page and yeah. can turn the season around. Yep, absolutely. 
Uh, moving on, we have the Cavaliers at the Hornets. Hornets five-point favorites. The over-under is 216.5. Um, the Hornets are 15-7 ATS at home. Cavs are 15-10-2 ATS away. So two very good against the spread teams this season. Um, the Cavs are actually 1-6 ATS their last seven, and the Hornets are 2-4 ATS their last six. So while these teams have been great, they have not been great of late. Um, Garland and Markinen is out for the Cavs, and Hayward, I believe, is still questionable for the Hornets. Uh, I don't know that Hayward playing or not is that big of a deal. I mean, they've been playing without Hayward for probably close right. to a month or two now. Um what what are you feeling about this game? I'm I'm personally leaning Hornets just because with Garland out, um, that's another key piece for the Cavs that uh, they I don't think they'll be able to keep up with Charlotte's shooting. I'm leaning the same way. Just like Garland's been phenomenal this year, so and especially with Sexton now, right? It's like Sexton when Sexton and Garland were both in, they were like dominating teams, like looking super promising. Obviously, Sexton got hurt; he was out for the season, and now Garland's out. I mean. They have, like, who they have left? Kevin Love? I mean, what? <laughs> um, their rookie is good, Mobley. Mobley. They've got good – they have good bigs, but – Yeah. Mobley and I'm, Allen are definitely – Yeah, both big. They're, but it's like, I don't even know who their backup ball handler is at this point. I don't have – let me see what their last game looked like. Oh, no. It's like you're com- – Perplexed. What's wrong, Pat? <laughs> so, so, I was going through before the show, and I was making uh, making picks for my uh, dumbest dummy competition bets. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking, I swear it said that Brandon Goodwin was the backup point guard for Atlanta. And so I took like so I took like all of his unders. And now I come back and I look and I see that he's actually starting tonight for the Cavs. So, uh, um, what did his unders look like? Um, let me see. Because his points, his point under might be a good one. He played 32 minutes last game and only took six shot attempts. So, he definitely, I mean, he did have seven rebounds and eight assists, though. So his his points under is ten and a half, which I think I took. Okay. Which uh, seems to be a safe bet. It doesn't appear he shoots much. Rebounds is three and a half. And then assists is five and a half. Which I believe I took as under on assists. Okay. But that might have yeah. been a mistake. I mean they do have Rondo now, recently traded for, I believe, or picked up. I'm not sure how we got there, but they do have him. Rondo, very hot and cold player at this age, but if he gets hot, he may get more minutes and take away. You never know. Yeah, I mean... We We, we can hope. (laughs) Yeah, yes, we can. We certainly can. But like you said, I mean, without Garland... They dropped the game by nine points to the Rockets on Wednesday. So, yeah, I that was one of the ones I was on the right side of too when I noticed Garland was out. So, um, definitely, yeah. I think definitely the Hornets are the play here. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. All right, Hawks and Raptors, and this one may have been the hardest one for me to figure out, but uh, Raptors are three point favorites at home. The over under is two eighteen. 
Um, Toronto is 15 and 12 ATS at home. The Hawks are 9 and 15 ATS away from home, but the Hawks are 8 and 1 their ATS their last nine. But then the Raptors are 5 and 1 ATS their last six. Um, Gallinari is out for Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Let me see if they've made a decision on John Collins. Yeah, he is not. John Collins is listed as questionable. And then Drogic is out for the Raptors. Now, I did watch a little bit of the Hawks-Suns game last night, and the Hawks ended up beating the Suns, um, a fully healthy Suns team at that, I might add. So that worries me about this game. Pretty pretty much everything here says to take the Raptors, and I hate betting on the Raptors. But what what's your kind of thought or take on this game? They're both neither great teams. It's you know both inconsistent. It's tough to say. Um, if I'm seeing this right, did Trey Young put up 43 against them last time he played the Raptors? I know Trey Young put up like what did he put up last night? Trey Young put up 43 last night. Against oh, last Phoenix. night. Yeah, he didn't play in the last game against Toronto, so that's okay. And they only lost by six when he didn't play. It looks like. Ooh, good, good, good call there. Good pull. Yeah, it looks like 106 to 100 in that game. It and... looks like everyone played for Toronto. So yeah, I mean, uh, yes, Barnes, and also the, the, the Raptors, the Raptors shot fifty percent from three yes. in that game and hit six and, more threes than Atlanta did. Yeah, eighteen of thirty-six. That's what I'm looking at too. Those are great shooting splits. But and and also, I one of the things I like to look at when looking at previous games is I like to look at the three-point scoring differential. Usually, it should be pretty close. If Toronto hits. Six more threes than Atlanta did, and they only ended up winning by six. That's like a ten-point swing. And again, you said, like you said, that was without their best player in Trey Young. I mean, yeah, I think he's worth more than six. I mean, I like to look at free throws too on this, and I mean, the free throw numbers are pretty even. Sixteen attempts for Atlanta, seventeen for Toronto. So, like, it really just looks like it was a hot shooting night for Toronto. They took advantage of Trey Young not being there. I think Trey Young alone is worth more than a six-point swing. Yeah, and the fact that the the Hawks are underdogs is kind of five five and a half. Is that what it was? Three Hawks are three, three and a point. Half. So I yeah, I think just you three. take the Hawks and the points. I, mean. I like that too. I mean, I just. I just think, from what based off what we've seen, Trey Young's coming off a hot game, and when they played without him, look, everyone played. Raptors were hot; and they still only beat him by six. Yeah, yeah. I, I, hey, this is this is why I wanted to do this because I, I felt so terrible about this game, and I was like leaning the Hawks, and then after just what we talked through, it was like, yeah, actually, the the Hawks are, uh, are are probably the side to be on in this one. So this this is why I wanted to do this. And and you give me a All lot right. more feedback and input than Diz does. Diz is just like, I don't watch basketball. I don't know anything about it. So yeah, I'll just go with what you're leaning on and agree with you and go there. So, I mean, I just like to look at the numbers on that kind of thing. I mean, just everything I'm seeing says Hawks. Perfect. You you convinced me. Right. You helped All me right. to convince myself. So guide you to the the bet you wanted to make. That's right. That's right. I appreciate that. All right. 
Rockets at Spurs. Spurs seven point favorites. The over under is two thirty seven and a half. Um, the Spurs own all the major offensive categories. Spurs thirteen and fifteen ATS at home. Rockets fourteen and twelve and one ATS away from home. Um, Rockets six and fourteen ATS the last twenty. Spurs seven and thirteen ATS the last twenty. Um, Spurs are without Lonnie Walker, one of their starters. So. In this one, I think I lean Rockets um, just because seven seems like a lot of points, especially with the Spurs not having one of their starters. Just It's just plain and simple. That's what I... People sleep on the Rockets quite a bit because, you know, they never win games, but we don't need them to win games. We just need them to cover seven points, and I think they can pull that off tonight. Agree with you. Once when I looked down and saw seven, I was like, "Okay, you know that's a big number." I know the certified cover boy isn't here, but <laughs> I think he'd be with us on this one. It's even up to seven and a half now, so give us that extra half a point. Oh, <laughs> love that! I like big spreads, and I cannot lie, Pat. We need to make that a shirt. Put it on a t-shirt. That's right. We get the merch business bumping. Let's go. Uh, the next game, Pelicans at Nuggets. Nuggets, six-point favorites. The over-under is 224. Uh, Nuggets, 9-13 and 13 ATS home. Pelicans, 11-16 and 16 ATS away. Pelicans, 3-2 ATS the last five. Nuggets, 4-1 and one ATS the last five. Pelicans without Herman Gomez, Temple, and Josh Hart is questionable. Let me check on his status, see if anything's updated there. Probably not since nothing else has. Um... Yeah, so n- nothing there. And obviously the Pelicans still don't have Zion, but he hasn't been there all year. Um, I lean Nuggets. Um, you know, it's just kind of like the Pelicans are struggling as it is. And even – I know they don't have any, like, their big-name guys out, but I think I saw Herman Gomez and Temple. They both average around 10 points a game. And so even, you know, even something as little as that is – enough to i mean i would probably if everyone was healthy on the pelicans and everyone was healthy on the nuggets i would probably still take the nuggets and then with you know the pelicans having a few smaller injuries i think that just adds fuel to the fire so i think i like nuggets here i mean i just think the pelicans stink right now josh hart is a good player not having him is tough i mean it's gonna be the brandon ingram show and i just don't think they can keep up six points is a lot but I still think the Nuggets should be able to cover that. Well, and, and the Nuggets are actually one of the better defensive teams this year. And so if, if there's a team like the Pelicans who are kind of a one, maybe two-man show, and if you know they're going to make someone else beat them, then so I, I, I think the Nuggets is the play. Yeah, I mean, I just think the Nuggets are a better team. Six, you know, six points is a lot, but I, I don't see the Pelicans really competing. Um, next game, Nets at Jazz. Jazz, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The over-under is 229-and-a-half. The Jazz are a surprising 8-and-18 ATS at home. I was kind of shocked when I saw that. I thought the Jazz were generally one of the better uh, ATS teams, but I think it's just pro- probably because they win a lot of games, and so we see that, but they don't necessarily cover. Um, the Nets are 14-and-12 ATS away. Both of these teams have been horrific at ATS recently. Uh, Nets, 1-5 ATS, their last six. Jazz, 1-4 ATS, their last five. And uh, the 
the Nets are without Harden, Durant, Joe Harris, and LaMarcus Aldridge. And the Jazz are without Gobert and Clarkson, Gay, and Whiteside are questionable. Um, I, I want to go with the Jazz because Donovan Mitchell's back for the first time in like a few weeks. But uh, I, I think that 229.5 looks like a pretty high number for as many of those offensive scorers are out. No Harden, Durant, or Harris. I mean, those are what? Three out of their four best players, especially on the offensive end. Yeah, and then no Gobert and then possibly no Clarkson or Gay for the Jazz. So I have to think, you know, that 229, when I saw that number at first, it was even high at that point. So uh, I really like the under there, but again, I'm not great at, at totals. Um, do you feel comfortable enough going with the Jazz minus the 5.5, or would you rather go with the under 229.5? I think I'd rather go with the under. I mean, just the Nets are filled with a lot of talent. You know, though it's past a lot of it's past their prime. You see it all the time when a past the prime player turns the clock back. You never know when you're going to have somebody like you know who's even on there. Are they have so many old? They still have Aldridge. I believe he's been playing all right. Yeah, he's actually out no. tonight as well. Yeah. So oh, he is. Oh yeah. man. Oh, yeah, he is on that. So, is that the Blake Griffin show, then? Hey, it could be. The Blake Griffin, Nick Claxton show? I think I'd take the under. I'm and it actually even that. went up a full point, so now it's under 230.5. So That's perfect. Feed uh, that to us. Yeah, I like the odds on that one. Yep. This is another one that had a big swing today and had a big impact. Uh, Thunder at Trailblazers. Trailblazers minus six at home. The over/under being two twelve and a half. Tyler, do you have that trade still pulled up, or could you pull it up? Absolutely, I got it right here in the group chat. So, for those that don't know, there was a pretty big trade that happened earlier today between the Clippers and the Trailblazers. Um, the Trailblazers basically traded two starters, and the Clippers traded uh, bench players, I think. But yes, if you want to go ahead and read that, if you have it open. Yes, sir. I got the Woj's tweet right here. The Clippers are trading Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and future second-round pick to the Trailblazers for Norman, Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Sources tell ESPN. There you go. And then Clippers are sending the Blazers 2025 second-round pick to the Detroit Pistons. Oh, how did the Pistons get involved in that? I'm not sure. <laughs> The Pistons always getting in some way, somehow. It doesn't even say what they're trading for. It just looks like they're saying, hey, Pistons, we don't want this second. We got enough players. We, we, had to, we had to unload some picks. We had too many, so here, you can take this. Congrats, Pistons. You just won the lottery. I mean, knowing second-round picks, it'll end up on the Thunder anyway, somehow. <laughs> nice. Um, but the Trailblazers are 13-14 and 14 ATS at home. Thunder, a surprising 16-9 and ATS away. Um, the Thunder are actually 3-1-1 one one ATS their last five. Uh, Trailblazers, 1-4 ATS their last five. Uh, OKC is without um, SGA, our boy Shy Gilgis Alexander. But the Trailblazers are without Lillard, and they just traded away Powell and Covington. Um, so am I crazy for leaning towards the Thunder plus six here? 
I, I don't think you are, Pat. Like, you know, that's their best player and two starters out. So essentially three starters out. I'm not, I don't know. I mean, they haven't even been a good team this year anyways. So like, losing that much talent, I think they're embracing maybe, not, I'm not going to say tank, but I think they are looking towards the future and kind of realize they need to make moves because this season's done. Like, and, and especially start looking towards the future. I think Dame's out for a, a significant chunk of the season, if not the rest of the season. So, um, With that abdominal injury? Yeah, yeah. And I, this might be a way for them to get more draft picks, more capital, without having to move McCollum or Lillard. So maybe they're going to try to bring in someone else or – you know, just get better draft picks to bring in to keep Dame and CJ happy, honestly. Um, but I, and I mean, the Thunder are the better ATS team, especially even of late. And I know SGA is out. And I know OKC can put up a stinker and lose by 30 without SGA. But I mean, I just think there's too much going on with Portland. I think the Thunder come into Portland and, uh, you know, take care of business. I mean, and, just to kind of double down on it, I don't even think the bench players they traded for are going to be available tonight. So they're just going to be they, they, short, they're not you know, short-handed. No one. I mean, is there anyone on their team left that plays defense with Covington and Powell not there? I mean, Nurkic maybe. I don't even know if Nurkic plays defense. I just know he's the other starter on the team. So, uh, yeah. But, We'll, we'll go Thunder. I think the end, we're getting six points, too. That just seems like icing on top. Yeah, could be a big Simon tonight. Who knows? That's certainly one way to look at it. I, I was looking at Simon's and McCollum props, and normally I would take their unders, but because of this trade happening, both of their numbers got inflated on the line. So I, I, I stayed away from this as far as the props go because I wanted to see kind of what happens in this new offense or the new team with having two starters basically shipped out. All right, Tyler, the final game of the night, the 76ers at the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks are minus two and the over under is two ten and a half. Um, Mavs 12, 13 and one ATS at home. 76ers 16 and 10 ATS away. Both teams, Two and three ATS the last five. The 76ers are without Corkmaz, Milton, and possibly Curry. And then the Mavs are without Hardaway and Porzingad. Um, Ooh, Porzingad. I, yeah, yeah, you like that? That's, uh, but I, I lean 76ers here. I mean, Hardaway and Porzingad are both two starters, like 100% of the time whenever they're playing. I think they both average yeah. like almost 20 points each. Um, Milton, he probably starts some. Curry starts, but I mean, I I just think the Mavs. I think the 76ers are the better ATS team here in this game, and then the Mavs are without two starters that are very high scores. So I just think that's too much, and I think the 76ers uh, come in and take care of business. I mean, not that Porzingis is a great defender, anyways, but you know, they lost their seven three guy going against Embiid. That's tough. Right, right. That's another thing is who's going to stop Embiid? Right. I mean. Luca's not going to get down in the block. Um, you, I don't know anything about Dwight Powell or Maxi Cleaver, but those are the two kind of. Uh, Powell's just uh, Powell doesn't really have the size right. for Embiid. I mean, I'm not super familiar with Cleaver, but 
I mean, no one's really been stopping Embiid much this season, anyways. I yeah. kind of like the odds on that. We we might need to throw in like a uh, Embiid forty plus points tonight or something crazy. I mean, Tybal is playing, right? Uh, Batista. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he puts the clamps on pretty much anyone he plays. I'm sure he's gonna, you know, with yeah. every, them being out. I'm sure if he, Hardaway being out, he's basically gonna have Luca to guard. Yeah, and and actually one of the props that I am taking is Luka Doncic under 28.5 points. And so if Luka only scores 25, I don't know that the the Mavs can keep up or compete with the 76ers. I'm with you 100% on that. All right, good deal. So let me put this in. So we're going here. All right, so to recap, we're doing a nine-leg NBA parlay. Uh, it is oh, we're parlaying this together? Oh, yeah. It's the Hail Mary parlay of the day. We're just constructing Oh, it. okay. There we go. Wasn't paying attention. So it is $1 to win $336.18. So a pretty good day. Um, and to review, so we have Bulls minus 2 versus the Pacers, Celtics minus 10 versus the Pistons, Hornets minus 5.5 versus the Cavs, Hawks plus 3 versus the Raptors, Rockets plus 7.5 versus Spurs, Nuggets minus six versus Pelicans, Nets and Jazz under 231. It even went up another half a point while we were making this bet. So, hey, if you guys want to keep juicing that up for us, we'll just keep taking that under. Pump it up. I don't know how people look, take a look at that lineup for tonight and are like, oh, yeah, the over is what I want to play. Maybe they just figure some – no one's playing defense. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Um Thunder plus six versus the Trailblazers, and then 76ers plus two versus the Mavericks. So there you go, Tyler. I like those a lot. I know. I mean, I'll see you at Steakhouse tomorrow when we're Hell done. yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Uh, dumbest dummy competition time. Uh, Diz isn't here, but he won January. Oh. <laughs> Congrats to Diz. Yeah. My uh, my thirty-one plus points, uh, all or nothing, missed by a single basket. Ooh! There was fifteen seconds to go in the game when the Miami Heat hit a two-point basket to take it from thirty-two points to thirty points. So I missed the thirty-one plus victory by a single point. Sound bad. That 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 is rough. Yeah, but it is what it is. Uh, we will get back at it tonight, which leads me to my first competition bet, the Boston Celtics to win by 31-plus points. Uh, that is plus 1,600 value. Again, great value on these. This is one of my favorite plays to play because you never know when a blowout's going to happen. But like we said, the Celtics have been on a roll of late. They are finally fully healthy, and they are playing a terrible Pistons team without their best player in Cade Cunningham. So the Celtics have hit 31-plus for us before. They've gotten close the second time. We are hoping they are hitting it tonight. I made sure not to wear the Boston Celtics shirt today, the cursed Celtics shirt. I, 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 still I have appreciate a little, it. A little green going, just still have to rip a little bit. But yeah, 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 it's fine. You're you're doing you're doing the Lord's work out here by uh, making sure you're not uh, cursing our bets, sir. This next one, I'm going Kyrie Irving, 30-plus points at plus 126. Um, his over-under, I think, was at like 27.5. 
Um, so we're not totally like going out of the realm of possibility here. Um, but this one is mainly just a feel, a feel one for me. He's obviously going to be the center point of the offense with Harden, Durant, Joe Harris, Aldridge, all of those guys out. It's going to be the Kyrie Irving show tonight. Um, in the one game this season without both Harden and Durant, he actually scored 32 points. So uh, we do have some uh, th- some stuff there. And then um, plus value seems like a pretty good deal for that one, at plus 126. I mean, I like it. Like you said, someone's going to have to score for him. Kyrie likes to shoot. Yeah, and, and Kyrie sitting it's- out the first half of the season, he's going to want to show up and show out and show that he can still ball on some kids. So I think uh, I think he'll be putting up some points. I mean, as long as he hits them, he's going to have – Every, you know, just the huge green light coach is just going to be saying, hey, like, you're, you know, we're all NBA players. You're the only, like, you know, all-star talent even on the court right now. Just just put the ball up. Steve Nash is going to say, all right, just keep shooting. Don't don't stop. Pull up from the logo even. Just do not stop shooting. I mean, and they're an ISO-heavy team to begin with, so yeah. I imagine Kyrie will – if he wants, it may look like a Kobe game. He may put up 40 shots. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also, if Blake Griffin's playing, Blake Griffin might be on the end of some pick and rolls with him. And So maybe look at a Blake Griffin over on points. I don't know if he's even starting or not. I don't even know if Blake Griffin's still in the league. I mean, I assume he is. Uh, he has been awful this year. He has not started. So the starting lineup for the Nets tonight, Kyrie Irving, Patty Mills, Bembry, Edwards, and Claxton. That, to me, does not sound like a lineup that can score enough to go over 230 points. No. <laughs> so even even if Utah scores like 120, I think I still feel comfortable with our 230 under. Yeah, yikes. So, there we go. The rest of these... Good day now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to read the rest of these off just in order. Again, these first two, Brandon Goodwin under five and a half assists at minus 124 and Brandon Goodwin under 10 and a half points at minus 102. Maybe ignore those because I got, when I was looking at the things, I definitely thought he was on the Hawks and he's definitely on the Cavs and he is starting tonight. So tread those ones carefully. Um, Sadiq Bay over 16 and a half points at minus 110. And then Sadiq Bay over five and a half rebounds at minus 134. Uh, Jeremy Grant over four and a half rebounds at minus 122. Jeremy Grant under two and a half assists at minus 148. Marcus Smart over one and a half threes at plus 102. Jalen Brunson over five and a half assists at minus 104. Embiid over 11 and a half rebounds at plus 102. Luka under 28 and a half points at minus 110. Dwight Powell over six and a half points at minus 128. Jalen Green over three and a half rebounds at minus 122. And then Brandon Ingram over four and a half assists at minus 150. I like him. The, the, the Detroit Pistons Celtics game had a lot of good value in there. Um, when, when Cade Cunningham was out the season, Bay and Grant stepped up. Um, and then Marcus Smart, he hits like he's hit over one and a half in like eight of his last 10. And I was able to get it at plus value. So uh, we're hitting that game hard tonight. I like it. I mean, like you said, good value on it. I mean, it's a bad team against a good team. Shouldn't be too hard to figure out. You, you would think you, you would think. I mean, I'm just hoping 
D-Make and figured out Celtics coach. Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think he might be. I mean, like we said, they're 4-2 and two ATS the last six. They've probably been favorites, so they've probably been winning and covering. Um, so. I mean, that's his fiance is Neil Long, so. <laughs> Sup. <laughs> so he, he should be used to winning. He should, he should be able to figure it out. I like it. I like I like where you went there. Um, all right, Tyler. So we do have to give out some best bets for tonight's episode. Obviously, um, we had a negative month in January, which is unfortunate because our New Year's resolution was to not have a negative month. But uh, it is what it is. It happens. We'll keep it moving. On the NBA slate, Tyler, which games did you like the most? Let me take a peek back at that bad boy. Refresh my memory, try and find a diamond in the rough here. Also, it is hysterical, but your camera is like totally messing up right now. And so if we look at the YouTube video, it's just your camera messing up and you're making the same face over and over again, and it's electric. Beautiful. I mean, that's actually what I'm doing in real life. That's not camera messing up. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, I really liked the our Spurs Rockets pick. Actually, the taking the Rockets, I felt like that was a good one. Rockets, you know, Spurs are missing one of their better players. Big spread, um, just seemed like a good seemed like a good call. I don't really, I don't really think the Spurs have been blowing people out much this year, so. Yep, I agree. How about so uh, Hornets minus five? Cavs minus five. With Garland. oh yeah, definitely with Garland and marketing out, I really like that one too. I think that's a solid one. And then we just need one more. I mean, I really, we... I really want to do the Nets Jazz under two thirty one. I feel like we've. Hammered it home, but it just feels like the one. Let me take a look at anything else. We had Bulls minus two and a half, Celtics minus ten, uh, Hawks plus three, uh, Nuggets minus six, Nets Jazz under two thirty one, Thunder plus six, and Seventy Sixers plus two. I mean, if that line keeps going up, to you know, I mean, I thought it was good value at two twenty nine, five and a half. I mean. See any reason why if they're gonna put it up at two thirty one, even better. All right, good deal. Put those in here. But to recap, our best bets we're taking the oh the the line corrected itself very quickly, Tyler. It's back down to two thirty, but still, I still think two thirty still solid. So we got Nets Jazz under two thirty. We got Rockets plus seven and a half and. Oh, the Hornets-Cavs game is locked, so we can't make that bet. I wonder if uh, something happened. Someone else got announced out or something, but we will... We you want to pick still... someone else, then? No, we, we can still go Hornets minus five. I mean, we, we're locking that in, regardless of... All right. Go big or go home, right? Absolutely. I mean, probably not the best, but we'll go for it. <laughs> probably not it's the Fri- best gambling advice. It's fun day Friday since we don't have football, so... That picks for us. That's right. That picks for us. (laughs) Fun day Friday. That's the title of the episode. 
All right, Tyler, anything you need to get off your chest before we uh, send these people and do a wonderful weekend? No, I brought up Mattress Mac at the beginning. I just think it's a good maybe investigate, see how he's been in the past, maybe we'll sprinkle up what he's got going on if he, you know, or if he misses, let's fade him. I mean, we've got got a little while to figure that out. Yeah. No, no football this week, so. Is the Super Bowl a week from Sunday? Or is it two weeks from Sunday? Well, so there's no football at all. There's no football at all last weekend, right? No, last weekend was the championship games. Okay, so there's no football at all. It's the Pro Bowls this weekend, right? Correct. So I believe... I believe the Super Bowl is a week from Sunday. That's what I think, too. Okay. So we do have about a week to figure out if we're fading or riding with Mattress Mac, but we will get back to you guys on that. So no, no Pro Bowl picks, Pat? No Pro Bowl picks. So did you see, well, while we're here, we might as well talk about it. Uh, apparently Micah Parsons won a 40-yard dash competition between, uh, it was Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, and someone else, but Tyreek Hill wasn't trying. You could tell Tyreek okay. Hill wasn't trying. Okay. Well, you said Tyreek Hill. I was like, yeah, yeah. But Michael Parsons beat out Nick Chubb in a race, essentially. I, I see that Nick Chubb's a, he's a bigger power back. back. Yeah. Not, yeah. But that's that's scary that Michael Parsons was able I to. I mean, he's the monster. Like the man sat out his last year of college, still what a top ten pick, I think. I think so. Yeah. And then. They threw him in a position he didn't play at all in college this year, and he excelled. Like, if I was him, I'd probably be trying to be reclassified as a full-time pass rusher. You make a lot more money there than you do as a inside linebacker. So. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But All right, Tyler, anything else? Uh, Justin Jefferson is the go-to dodgeball. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. But uh, I am disappointed because that dodgeball is usually the best event to watch. Well, I'm not going to spoil it then. Go back. Give it a watch. Tyler. Just know he's, he's the savior of the day on that one. Okay. Okay. T.Y. Hilton a couple of years ago was really good at the, uh, the dodgeball, and he had a similar, I'm assuming, a similar kind of uh, results as Justin Jefferson did. You know, the wide receivers, they can obviously catch. Um, and that's a big part of dodgeball, so uh, that's good. I, I did mean to ask you, Tyler, what what did you think about the Vikings head coaching hire? Um, I like to pride myself in knowing like who a lot of these people are. I didn't know who this man was. I'm a little skeptical that he's coming from, you know, he's an offensive coordinator from a team where the head coach calls the plays, you know, McVay. Kind of runs the whole offense, calls the plays. I assume McVeigh signs the offense. So, I mean, they the Vikings interviewed Harbaugh for nine hours. Yes. So, and Harbaugh seemed like he was one hundred percent in on it, and they came away said, "All right, you know, head back to Michigan, Jim. We're <laughs> gonna take this guy. No one's heard of that's never called plays in the NFL." So. Either Harbaugh tanked that interview or O'Connell just blew him away. That's that's that, it. I've never heard of the man. So that's the crazy thing about the Harbaugh thing is everyone was like, "Dude, Harbaugh's the guy. He's going in for the interview. He's gonna get the job." And then it was like, "No, we're going with this other guy." 
and then Harbaugh had to go back to Michigan. And you know he went back to Michigan because he literally just didn't get the Minnesota job. It, it wasn't because like he didn't have the interest in being on the Vikings or anything like that because he wouldn't have interviewed. And he, he also Harbaugh also told Michigan that this is a one-time deal. He's not going to look to go back to the NFL ever again, which I think is complete bullcrap. I think that's what he has to say to cover his butt. But you're absolutely right. I think Harbaugh must have messed something up in order for him not to get that job. Well, I mean, I've talked about a conspiracy theory this week, so there is one going around about this. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm, I'm all the way oh, here for it. Let's, all let's... right. So Michigan actually cut Harbaugh's salary this year. Right, yes, yep. And so a lot of people are thinking Harbaugh had, you know, all the leverage this year, had his best year in coaching yet, took his, you know, took his team to the college playoffs. And then suddenly he was like, you know, maybe he was sitting there thinking, you know, these guys cut my pay. I went out, you know, did my thing, took them here. They're, they're ungrateful. I need to make them sweat a little bit. So some people are thinking, you know, he called up his friend who worked with, who was actually on the staff at the 49ers with him, the Vikings new GM. Maybe called him up and said, oh. maybe called him and said, hey, let's make these guys sweat. Let's get some dinner. You know, grab some steaks. I'll come hang out with you for a day and then head back. You know, make them, you know, make them appreciate us more. We've all been there. You know, Pat, I'm, you girl not paying enough attention to you. <laughs> I'm go out and go out and not show her any attention with my friends, make her miss me. Cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we're we're already planning to go out for steaks once this uh, Hail Mary parlay of the day hits. So yeah, we totally understand. But that is interesting. I I did I did hear something similar to that. So that that would make sense, you know. You, but I wonder. So he, I don't think Harbaugh's gotten like a contract extension or a new contract um, yet. But I assume that is going to be coming. Oh. After the season they had last year, like, absolutely. Yeah. They've, I mean, if not Michigan, I know he likes it there. I'm sure there's plenty of programs that wouldn't mind having him. Yeah. I mean, Michigan's always been a decent program, but they've never really been a college, you know, a top four program, at least in recent years. But my history is probably not that good, but, like, I don't remember them being at, like, a top, top team since, what, Desmond Howard? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely been a hot minute. And even since Harbaugh's been there, he was supposed to bring them to the next level, and he had never won the big game against Ohio State or, you know, anything Michigan like that. State. So uh, he, he definitely had one of the best years in in program history. So um, He's definitely an upgrade over Brady Hoke. So. <laughs> that's, that's a pull right there. That's a nice pull. I mean, it's, who is, it's his predecessor, right? It might have been. Honestly, I don't even remember. I, I know he was a coach there at some point, but I don't know if he was like the right before predecessor, if there was even someone in between. But, yeah, that's, it was a good pull. It was a good pull. Oh, here's here's a question for you, Tyler, and I don't know if oh. you've been following. I don't know if you've been following it or not, but uh, college basketball. So tomorrow our Indiana Hoosiers at home against the Fighting Illini. <laughs> Uh, Illinois just came off a win at home against a very good Wisconsin team. Uh, it might be a little bit of a letdown spot there for the uh, the Illinois team, and we know Big Ten basketball at home is a, uh, a trying time. Do you uh, 
Do you have a take or a thought on that one? Uh, I just want you – I want to hear you pronounce the name of Illinois' best player real quick. Kofi Cockburn? <laughs> uh, it's pronounced Coburn, but I wanted to see hear if you would say it that way. Hilarious last name. I once saw things saying that his punishment for – I forget what he did, maybe like a scout, you know. The NIL deals messed up, but someone said his punishment should be his name has to be pronounced phonetically now, and you nailed it. I nailed it. Also, do you think if he becomes, you know, a professional NBA player or anything like that, that he would just change his name to get rid of that? Or <laughs> I, I personally think he'd sell more jerseys. I mean, uh, his... yeah, yeah, fair, fair point, fair point. If you're telling me he ended up on the Celtics or Pacers, I'd think I'd buy a jersey just <laughs> just for the like you might as well embrace it, go number sixty nine, like there just you go. You're, you're fully you're out there. In. But I mean IU has beat teams, you know, more talented teams than them like Purdue at home. Yeah. I mean, it's a big game. We've both been in we've both been in that arena. It gets loud for the big games. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be popping. Um, IU at home, like you said, Big Ten is tough. I like IU's chances there. Yeah, and, and it, I think if IU wins that game, then I think they're almost a shoe-in for the NCAA tournament. They might already they might already be there even if they lose. I mean, they beat Purdue. That's a big, good win. Uh, they beat a St. John's team. I mean, St. John's is kind of eh, but... Um, I mean, they're in a good conference. It's... They're playing fairly well in conference, I believe. Like they haven't, their records not bad. Yeah, so I I think I use a shoe in, and I think this, uh, if they beat Illinois tomorrow, then they're uh, for sure in uh, the tournament. I agree. I mean, and their losses haven't been that bad, have they? I mean, the the one bad loss that sticks out to me is they lost at Penn State, but again, it's a Big Ten uh, game on the road, so it's like, eh, yeah, kind of. That's but that's that's the one big loss that kind of sticks out. I mean, that Syracuse game, the Bayheim brothers just went unconscious that entire game. It was it was wild to watch Buddy out there. Ah. Uh. Let's just hope we don't face them in the tournament because we can't handle a 2-3 zone. Hey, maybe Woodson will figure it out. Who knows? You'd like to hope, but uh, I think we will wrap this up, Tyler. All right, that sounds good. Thank you Everyone all. can get on to the Monday, Friday. That's right. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. Also, go to our YouTube. Go to YouTube, search in Sports betting by dummies, filter by channel. We should be that first one out there. Look for the black and yellow logo. You can't miss it. Um, But thank you all for listening. Hope you guys have a nice, long, profitable weekend, and we will see you all on Monday. Have a good weekend.